Welcome, everybody. Sorry we're just a minute late. I had a breaker problem, boys. I had to run downstairs. The fridge had gone bad on me. Flip the breaker, it comes back on. All's good in the world. But we're here to talk tonight with a friend, our old friend, who's not on social media, by the way, right now. He's just on a podcast. Yeah. Mr. Jay Falcon. <laughs> What's going on? What's up, Jay? I'm Nothing much, man. I appreciate you guys, man. I first want to say thank, thank you guys so much for uh, uh, adhering to my schedule, man. I got a busy schedule. I definitely uh, appreciate you guys going out for me. All right, buddy. Uh, we we got we were breaking up there for a second. Uh, let me. I'll let you know if you continue. But I think you got cleared up. Let me see yeah. if I can go back. Second of all. The regular co-host of this off the record with Randall, Mr. Howie Cheney. How are you, Howie? I'm doing good, Randall. How are you doing? Besides the refrigerator issues, man, that was like five minutes of sheer terror, and you, y'all heard me screaming at my daughter. I just bought yeah. two pork pork roasts. Oh, and I'm like, shut the door! I don't want it to go bad. <laughs> shut the door. So. All right, Jim, let's text you out. You got any better signal there, buddy? How's this? Is this better? I'm kind of downtown yeah, Decatur. That's, that's better? A thousand times better. Okay, perfect. I'll stay right here then. All right, guys. Well, let's get started. We uh, said tonight's going to be a special Falcon show. It's about the draft. So let's just get into it. We're going to go in order of the draft picks. I want to stop and start at the top of that draft. The first question I'm going to ask y'all, there was a lot of talk about Atlanta and Malik Willis who didn't go to the third round. Mm. A lot of talk about Atlanta in an offensive lineman. No lineman goes. What Atlanta does do is pick, I think, one of the surest players in the draft in the 6'4", Drake London. But how you were there, live on air, it was mixed emotions in the old uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Well, not really mixed emotions. Uh, it was basically uh, everybody looking at each other and saying, who? Um, they, they, you know, nobody really knew who it was. I mean, there were some people there cheering, but it was just because they had been there for a while and had partaken a few uh, adult beverages in the last, you know, in the first two hours that they were there. So they you're would- saying if they had called Howie Cheney, they would have cheered they would have went nuts if they'd called me, came on, or even called you. You know, they would have went nuts anyway. But everybody else was kind of like a, a who. And then about 15 minutes later, they got on the loudspeaker and said, all right, Falcons fans, what do you think about your number one pick? And everybody, pretty much everybody booed at that point. All right, Jam. Uh, can you hear us, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry. The schedule just dropped for the season, so I just had to look at that really fast. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm looking well, at it right. So yeah. We'll we'll, let, we'll we'll after we get through this first round pick, we'll talk about that schedule a little bit. Jam, what was your initial yeah. reaction to Drake London? I loved it. Um, I love the size of Drake London. Um, you know, with Kyle Pitts, I think Kyle was six four, six. Uh, just DB or cornerback. Uh, understand. Uh, I 
State from Ohio State. I was big up on him. Obviously, the kid from Alabama tears ACL. I think he probably would have went number one. Um, but because of such big target and he has a wingspan, I'm a big fan Jeff, we're, I'm going to remove you real fast and re-add you. Hold on just a second, right. Howie. Howie, I think, I think Jam was saying that – oh, I lost Jam completely. Jam was like me in that he loved the pick after he got in, was able to look at the pick and see, you know, Drake London is a unique, almost a clone of Julio Jones. Yeah, absolutely. He's talking about how big he was comparing him to Kyle Pitts as far as the size and the uh, the wingspan that he's got and, and everything. You know, that could be a plus. And I know it sounds odd, but at the eighth pick, you know, the Falcons may have got the steal of the draft. May have. May have. So do you have that schedule while we're waiting on Jam to re-add? Yes, sir. I got it. Uh, the uh, preseason, preseason consists of uh, at Detroit, at New York Jets, and then – the final one is at home against Jacksonville Jaguars. Nobody cares. I know. Uh, as reported earlier today with the leak, we are opening up with the New Orleans Saints on uh, September 11th at home. Then we will take a trip to the West Coast against Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks back-to-back. Uh, Go ahead, Howard. Yeah, yeah. Week four, we have the uh, Cleveland Browns at home. Week five, we have the uh, we have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Oh, I'm sorry. Week five, we are away at Tampa Bay. Hey, Jam. Uh, is that better? That's better. Okay, I got to stay right here. You gonna stay right there? All right. All right. We're going through the schedule real fast. We're on week five at Tampa. Week five at Tampa. Week six, uh, we're at home against the 49ers. Week seven, we are in Cincinnati. Yep. Eight, we have the Panthers at home. Week nine, we have the Chargers at home. Uh, week 10, we're on the road to Carolina. Uh, week 11, we got the Chicago Bears. Week 12, at home with the Bears. Week 12, we're on the road to the Washington, whatever they want to be called this week. Commanders. Uh, week 13, uh, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Uh, week 14 is a bye, which I love the bye being that way, that late in the season. Give you a chance to possibly get some players healed up. Oh, week 14? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, week 14, we have the bye. Week 15, we are on the road to New Orleans. Uh, week 16, we have the Baltimore Ravens coming in. Week 17, we are on the road. Oh, I'm sorry. Week 17, we're at home against the Cardinals. And week 18, we have Mr. Tom Brady and the Bucks coming into the house to close out the season. Well, let me go ahead and start with you, Jam. What's your initial reaction to that schedule? I was, you know, what's, what's crazy? I had a bet. Can you guys hear me? Am I good? You're good. Okay. I had a bet. I actually thought the first home game was going to be the Cleveland Browns, which I would have loved that one. That would have been good. Um, but you know, Hey, my thing is, if you're going to start, you got to start fighting hard. So we got the saints first home game. So, um, you know how optimistic I am. I just feel like that should be always, it should be always be a win, but the schedule is going to be, um, 
you know, 18 game is going to be pretty interesting because, you know, the Ravens, the Rams, the 49ers, like they're all really good teams, like all playoff teams. Um, so I think my biggest thing is what I really want to see is how well and how well, how quickly can our offense jail together? Because with Cordell Patterson, um, you have uh, the, the unicorn and then you have, you know, Drake London. Um, I just want to see how well this offense is going to be able to perform along with our defense. Um, so I think playing the Saints the first game is going to definitely give us a test to that as well. Howie, what, what's your thoughts? We'll get back to the draft. I, 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 I'm going to give mine real fast. Damn. I mean, seriously, damn. Uh, yeah. That is – I haven't seen the ratings for schedules, but that has got to be a top five strength of schedule in the NFL. You, that you, is. You missed you're playing the Bucs You're playing the Rams. You're playing the Giants. I mean, the uh, Niners. You're playing – God almighty. Hey, if you ever wanted to tank, Blind Flores would say this is a year you could tank. Go ahead. Adam. Right, right. <laughs> Mr. by three, the, uh, if I'm mistaken, I remember saying the strength of schedule, the Falcons had the eighth, was ranked eighth. That's right. Hardest schedule this year. I'd like to see one through seven. I'm just going to tell you, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't think, I'm sorry, just looking at it right now, I mean, Saints. Rams, Seattle, and the Browns have one of not the best put together teams in the in the league right now, as um, far as complete teams. What Buccaneers, the Browns. Yes. I mean, I think think about it, guys. We're playing both teams that was in the Super Bowl this year, or this right, past. right. And then you know you still can't count out San Fran though. I mean, huh? And according to where, according to what the NFL does. You could say a Cleveland Browns team with Deshaun Watson. Right. That's yep. a completely different football team with Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. I agree. Oh, wow. Uh, well, run through it. Of, of course, I think we beat the Saints and the Mercedes Benz. Rams, I, I don't think you pick, start picking at beating the Super Bowl champion. At Seattle, with Drew Locke, if you don't win that game, you're in trouble. <laughs> now is that a knock on Drew Locke or Seattle? I think it's a both. <laughs> if it's true, Deshaun Watson gets six weeks. We get him before then. Yeah. And then I, I just just listen to the next three games at Tampa, the 49ers, and at Cincinnati. I know you already spoke about them, but the Rams. Seattle, both on the road, back back weeks. If you're Atlanta, do you even attempt to come back home, or do you just stay out there and live for two weeks? Yeah, you're right about. Yeah, you're right about that. Absolutely. And then you finish up Pittsburgh at the New Orleans Saints, the Ravens, the Cardinals, and I'm telling you, Colin Murray's last is playing for a contract. Yeah, he's gonna be lights out. And then Tom Brady Doing closes out. Doing real quick. Doing wow. podcast real quick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, Jim. I want to get back to Drake London a little bit. Howie and I last week during the draft compared him to a young Julio Jones. Do you see that? I, I see that. And I also see, um, you know, I'd say like Vincent Jackson. Um, the way he's able to catch the ball, the, the, the ball in the back shoulder, he's long, he's got a long reach and he's, he's got big hands too. 
Um, so I think that's a very good pickup. I think I'll be honest with you guys. I, I'm, I'm very, I was very excited for the draft. I was very proud of them. It's been a while since we had a good draft like that, but I'm very big on Drake. I think he's gonna have an immediate impact. Um, it definitely takes a lot of double team of Kyle Pitts. If not having Drake, having to be double team himself. Um, and then, you know, of course we have that, that, uh, that man, Cordell Patterson, who just does any and everything on the football field that you need him to do. So I'm really big. I'm really big. On, <laughs> I'm really big. I'm really big on him, though. So I'm, I'm excited about it. It was a great pick. I think it was a very smart pick. Um, of course, the guy from Ohio State. I think he's what? I mean, he's like maybe five, ten, six feet, maybe. Yeah. 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 But they were going for size, which, you know, and they kept it across the board, six feet, six, six, two and up, um, which, and like I said, again, he just has that elevation to where he can, his wingspan, I think was, I, I can't remember what his wingspan was. I have my notes, but I don't have them with me. But um, I definitely agree with Howie far as with the Julio Jones. And again, like I said, even with the Vincent Jackson comparison to him as well, because he has strong hands as well. In case y'all heard real quick, he signed his contract 45 minutes ago. Really? Okay. Way to, way to steal my thunder right there. I was about to <laughs> you know, I got two words for you. It's going to be the third time I've used it in this show. Damn, boy. <laughs> All right. I feel the same. Let's get on through this draft and let's talk a little more. Uh, I'm just going to call him Arnold E because I've slaughtered his name. The Falcons got aggressive at the top of that second round, made a move to go get the pass rusher they want. And, and I saw the, the guy I follow was from CBS had a solid first-round grade on him. If there's something Atlanta has tried and tried to fix, and I think they finally just said, we're going to fix it in this draft by addressing it with multiple players of different styles. They went and got the rush in. This team needs, and I've heard this guy compared to a sacred name to me. Jim, I've heard him compared to John Abraham. You get a little of that vibe? Jim. I haven't. I'll be honest with you. You know, I, and and I, I may be biased, but I, I don't only watch SEC football, so uh, I haven't really I, been watching. I, I, I saw I the highlights, like, but I mean, his physique. Um, you know, he's six three, two fifty. Um, but he can actually move. Um, again, you know, I saw the highlights when he was drafted, but again, like you said, um, Randy, it was one of them things where they made an aggressive move. They knew what they wanted. They didn't hesitate on. They pressed the button. They went and got him. And that's one thing that I can definitely say that I I, I was a little bit upset about the whole Deshaun Watson thing. But, you know, Terry Fontenot and, and Arthur Smith, they did a really good job in this draft. And I'm um, going to get – you got to get that receiver because if you don't get him, he's gone off the board, you know, and you go get that edge rusher immediately. In uh, a lot of talk, this was the point where, you know, you're sitting there right now, Howie, and – Kenny Pickett's off the board. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis is there. Desmond Ryder is there. Uh, a lot of people would have panicked in this situation wanting to get a young quarterback in. But credit to Fontenot for waiting yeah. a little bit, getting that edge rusher taken care of. And I know, Howie, this is a guy you really liked, the way he fit the scheme on what the Falcons were going to do. Yeah, you know, like I was – like you said earlier, I compared him to John Abraham. Uh, I know, uh, I know, Jamon don't play or anything like that. But that's sacred words. That's like that's like Reggie White and and yeah, in, in Atlanta. <laughs> Watch him play, man. Just Google him, pull a picture up of him. I mean, it's it's looked like it's a just a club. Yeah, I mean, about the same size, same build, and everything. And 
uh, what videos I've watched. I mean, you talking about just the, a, a, a locomotive off the ball when the ball snapped, you know, and that's yeah. something we both know that that's something that we've missed for a long time. All right, that third, the next pick in the second round, I think. Um, let me let me let me preface this by saying I think the dissatisfaction among some Atlanta fans was the fact that Nicobe Dean was still on the board. Granted, yeah. Nicobe Dean is a great player. Granted, Nicobe Dean ended up going a few picks later. But I really don't think Nicobe Dean fit what Atlanta wanted to do here. I also think Nicobe Dean has the health questions that 32 other teams saw. Atlanta took, and I'm telling you, this is the most boom-bust pit maybe of the draft. 6-4, middle linebacker, former quarterback, former running back. Yeah. This guy don't know how to play linebacker yet. We might have found either a superstar or we might be sitting here a couple of years from now going, well, we wasted that pick. Jam, is this shooting for the stars? I don't know. I, I, I just felt I was kind of biased about it. Again, I just – obviously, you know, I'm a Georgia guy and I wanted a Kobe Dean. Um, the Kobe Dean sitting there with a first-round grade on him. Yeah, and, and I, I – I, I don't know exactly – this is where I got kind of confused. I didn't know exactly because, obviously, let's be honest, like, I didn't even know Montana had a football team. I'm not even going to lie to you. I had, I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, you know, I've, I looked at some film. I looked at his stats. Um, the guy's got crazy stats now, you know. But, I mean, I've heard him possibly being compared to Luke Keekley, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do Luke like that. Yeah. So um, I, I don't I, this one right here. I'll be honest with you, Randy. I I don't know. I'm I'm just really upset that you got to take the Georgia boy. You got to go home. You got to bring him in. Um, but again, you know, obviously Dean has exactly what he has looking for in certain things. But I I was just like Mon Montana State. I I didn't know they had. I did not know. I just found out that um, North Dakota had a quarterback when Carson Wentz got drafted. Um, that they had a football team. So I had no idea about Montana State. I. What is what is what is their mascot? What is it? What is it? Montana State? What? What is it? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's a grizzly. Montana State Grizzlies. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But I, I will just have to sit and watch. But you know what? If here's the thing, either either we got something good or we wasted a pick. But you know, I mean, you can't get all. You can't get. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So we'll see. But I have been here comparisons to him with uh, Luke Keekley though. Uh, greatest text of draft night for me. We're on the air live. I get a text says from my boy over in Nashville. He goes, "Yeah, those white middle linebackers from Montana State. That's that's probably a way to rebuild that defense." <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you gonna say? He was, yeah, man. Yeah, he said. He said. He said this in 1968. I don't know what y'all are thinking. I, I, I always pick a player. A couple years ago, it was the kid from College of Charleston. That was an athletic freak. We took it in the fourth round. It didn't work out. To me, this feels like the same. But but the fact that he played quarterback, running back, how he, he's an athletic person, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And to answer Jamon's question, it's Bobcats. Montana Bobcats. State. Mon Montana State Bobcats. Okay. All right. It's the Montana so, Grizzlies. Oh, so the Montana Grizzlies, the Montana State Bobcats. Bobcats. Yeah. All right. Okay. I guess I could go with it. 
there's but, more there's probably more people in your neighborhood than Montana. I, I didn't I, again I didn't know Montana had a football. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. I was I was just as shocked and I was because we were like I, I said they know the Kobe Dean's on the board, right? You know, I, I started to call my friend at Flowery Branch and was like, hey, y'all, was this a mistake? So but yeah. My 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 text a white linebacker from Montana State. That was the best text of the whole draft. That's that's right. funny. That's funny. It was. It was. I was just. I mean, and I'm on the air talking, and I'm reading this stuff. All right. So let's get to the next pick, and I think we need to take a minute here. I was. Uh, I'm gonna make a little case. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of ramble just a minute. If Malik Willis spends three years at Auburn, he's not a third round pick. No. Nah. The fact that Malik – and I feel like Malik Willis got legacied beside, behind Patrick Nix's son. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. He was – this is an elite talent that probably played at a level that he was the best player. But every draft board you read is he's not ready, he's not ready, he's not ready. If you're making a pick here – for a player that you need to be able to play next year. So if Mariotto gets hurt, right. and Malik Willis play next year, is a, probably a no. But if Mariota gets hurt, can Desmond Ritter come in and win a football game? Damn, I think the answer is yes. And I don't know if we drafted a career backup, but I think it is one of those guys that's there for a long time, even if he's not the starter. And I don't know that Malik Willis is. Well, I'll I'll say I know that um uh, was it is it Pickens from Pitt right? Yes. Um, I know that his coach I think used to be the OC for Pittsburgh if I'm correct. Yes. Um, so I believe that was kind of like a walk in the door for him almost, you know. Um, but I'm actually very excited with Desmond Ritter. I watched him play. You guys watched him play with Cincy. He's played. He's played big teams. He's had big games. Um, the biggest thing with him is. Um, is and it's just one word that comes to me, and I, you know, I'm not comparing to Michael Vick, but he's a competitor. Like he likes to go yeah. out there, and he he's gonna give you everything he's got. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna give you off, 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 sixty minutes of football, up, and he's, you're gonna get everything you got out of him. I think it was a great pick. I was I was surprised he was still on the board. Um, I think that if he needed to come in and win some games, could I think he'd do it with the weapons that we have? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, so it's one of those things to where it's almost. In my opinion, you know, you hope for Mariota to do well, but, you know, if he doesn't, you know, hey, we got this young kid in here who's got some fire because you saw his interview once he got picked. You know, he was upset that he slipped that late. But, again, um, some gems are found later, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him. Like, I, that was – that – I would say he was probably – my top pick. I mean, I, I like Drake, but I just like Desmond. I, I mean, uh, I, I like the, I like the way he plays. I watched him compete. We watched him play in the, in the playoffs, and I just, I just like him. I think he's a good fit for Atlanta, and I'm excited to see him play, um, if not sooner than later. It's not that I, I hate the pick. I just – I get excited about what Malik Willis with a little coaching could be. Yeah. You know, if, if if he does have all this raw, raw talent, he could be something we ain't seen in a while. So, Howie, if you're sitting there, was it Ritter or was it Willis for you? I would go with Ritter by the mere fact of he's got the main thing I think the Falcons quarterback needs 
immediately, and that's wheels to get out of the pocket because the yeah. offensive line is not very yeah. good. We didn't yeah. mention it. He, he is an athlete. Four, five, six, I believe, at the combine. Yep. Uh, do you think – do you all think – do you think we see Desmond Ritter this year? Because, well, barring an injury, do you think there's a point that Coach Smith goes, I just want to see maybe we're three and eight or four and seven and – Says, oh no, man! Where are you going? No. <laughs> is there a place? No. Is there? Well, I, I'm building a scenario. Is yeah, there yeah, a yeah. I got you. Where he would say, "I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what he can do." I, I think if Mariota doesn't start out very, very good, we could see him week four. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I believe. I believe. Let me look at the schedule one more time, really quick. But I definitely I mean, believe. By the way, if we're three and eight, I'm I'm in depression eating Valium, so I'm just going to know. Uh, we're I don't even know where I'm going to be at three and eight at that point. I have no idea. I'll be in somebody's in some kind of bottle or something, um, on a couch on a couch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because you got to look at it. Because I mean, I'll be honest. <clears throat> these first four games, actually, let's, the first four games is going to be a test, not just for. Uh, us as a whole team, but as Mariota is how he deals with it. Because again, you got the Saints, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Browns, and I mean, all the, depends on how he performs. You know, if he's throwing interceptions or giving turnovers or not getting out of the pocket fast enough, I think that you do get a chance where you see Devin Ritter, Desmond Ritter because you have him there. He's re- he's ready to play. Obviously, he's still got some coaching to do and understanding how the league moves a lot faster than um, college. Um, but like, I agree. I definitely agree with Howie. I'd say by week four. Going in, if he if, if Mariota has three bad games, going with the Browns being the next home game, I, I can see him as being announced a starter, though. But, but you got to believe Arthur Smith went and got the quarterback he most wanted in free agency. Right, he, of course, he, absolutely. He worked with Mariota in Tennessee. He knows exactly what he's got, Marcus Mariota, and he's only twenty eight years old, and he's all and he's a former. Number one overall pick. This guy, in his first two or three years, his first three years in Tennessee were good. But yeah, real, real quick, real quick though. Here's my thing, and somebody made a good point. But he also in Tennessee benched Mariota as well, though. He did. So, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, you know, it, it's you know, was it for obviously performance reasons, but you still, it's almost like, you know, you take someone, you try to learn them the best, but you know what, not, you're not ready right now. Let me let you sit down. So what do you guys think? If you don't mind me asking, like what made you think that he went back to Mariota though? Did, did he bench him or was it the head coach's decision though? Well, I, well, you talking about with Vabral? Vabral? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was, it was his decision. I mean, obviously the head coach has, you know, he has a, he has a Trump card. Um, but, then again, like I said, I guess now that you make that point with him being the head coach and, you know, him being the head honcho now, hey, I really believe the Mariota. He may not have had an agreement, obviously, with Variable um, doing it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got a good point. Leave it to Howie to, to bust my bubble. I always find out where I'm at in the Georgia Dome. Uh, the, the one thing I would say about your theory, though, they did have 22 back there. And I think, I think yeah. one of the big reasons Mariota got benched was – he, he can get turnover happy at times. He's got to control the turnovers. That is the number one scenario in this year for me if yeah. he's successful. 
Can he limit turnovers? Can he take care of the ball? Season, no season. Next pick. Let's get through these picks real fast. Okay. I, I was um, – I don't know a whole lot about this guy. I've watched quite a bit of film. Um, I've read a couple of things that's been very complimentary of him. They go to Western Kentucky and they take D'Angelo Malone, an outside linebacker who I fully expect maybe to put his hand in the dirt on third down and rush the passer. Feels a need in two places to me. If he could, if he could produce, he he's in that outside linebacker rotation, and he sees the field on third down, Jam. If you get that out of him his rookie year, it's a success. Oh, without a doubt. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think Deion Jones is going to be here by the start of the season. Um, there's going to be some moving around. Um, just uh, reading and stuff like that, he's probably trying to link back up with Dan Quinn. But I do believe that the kid – I haven't watched any film from him. I really haven't heard anything of him. Um, but I, what I do know is that they're – you know, Dan Pease is moving from more of a – I guess more of an agile uh, – that way they can cover north and south and east and west um, on the field for linebackers um, and being able to actually tackle and wrap because we got to get back to the basics of football. And we all know the basics of football is tackling and just wrapping them up and bringing the body down. Um, that was one of the biggest issues that I did have with our linebacker core, um, more so with Deion Jones, is having to tackle and having to be able to wrap up and actually finish the tackles. Um, but I think that if we a third down um, in certain situations like that, I'd have to see. Um, I can't really speak on it because I haven't watched a lot of film of the guy. Um, so it would be interesting to see um, along with the defense. But, again, like I said, it does give a lot of our guys a break and it does help them out um, on the defensive side of the ball, especially on third down when we have those third and shorts and we have those third and longs and we just can't seem to never get off the field. Interesting you bring that up. Um, Howie, uh, Deion Jones, let's let's talk a minute there, guys. It, the an interesting career had a trajectory to be a superstar at one point the last two years has not looked like the same football player is it scheme or is it Deion jones that's changed howie Deion jones he got paid that big contract he got paid he's not worried about it uh, yeah he's got a new contract coming up either at the end of this year or next year so he'll start playing again now but like uh jamon said earlier I've read where he may be going back or not back, but going back to the Cowboys. Yeah. Back. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Uh, Jamon, same thing. Deion Jones, a disinterest in football? Def, it's definitely Deion Jones. Um, here's the thing. You know, if you watch football, like we all watch football, we've been watching it for forever. And you can tell when the dog, the fight has left the dog, you know? And mm-hmm. – to me, I just feel like he doesn't have that oomph anymore once he got his money and he just kind of just, you know, kind of just coasted through. Because you can tell by the style of play and the way he even plays. Because, you know, I'll never forget even when we were, what was it, maybe two two years ago, three years ago, when he uh, he had the uh, interception in the end zone against Drew Brees in the game um, here at home. Like that year, Deion Jones had an amazing year. And then the following year, I think he got his contract. Like you said, the last two years, he just hasn't been the same player to me. And it doesn't seem like – because when you talk about linebackers, and, you know, I think of the Ray Lewis. I think of the Terrell Suggs. I think of the Junior Seals. I think of you know, the Brian Cox. Like, a linebacker has got to be the dog right there that's willing to go and get any and everything at the moment. And I just don't think he has that fire anymore. And, I mean, 
you know, business is business, but I'd be okay if, if he wasn't in the Falcons uniform coming start of the season. You I, I think he's asking about scheme and all that. Scheme is not part of tackle. I saw him nope. miss too many tackles. Yeah. He's missed yeah. more this past season than most of those guys that Jamon said it was talking about in a whole season. Yeah. A game. Yeah, it, it really it really upset me. I've seen I actually recorded some games and you know, sometimes I'll just go through this funk to where I'll just watch old Falcons games, even though I know we're losing. But just to look at some stuff, and I would look. I'm, there's almost it's almost impossible to to miss tackles that he's missed. Like it's it's almost it was amazing to me. It was like the breakdown of the fundamentals of football is basic football. You break down, you wrap up, you bring them down. You know, but it's just and a lot of that has gotten us into those third and short situations or third and long situations rather. So again, like I said. Again, I agree with Howie. I don't. It has nothing to do with scheme. Scheme does not teach you how to tackle, no matter what coach you have. Tackling is tackling one on one. All right, guys. So this took us through the first two days of the draft, knowing that the Falcons have sixty million dollars coming in cap. Did I thought they did an excellent job in plugging the holes that they had to plug on this team early. They get the offense. I, I feel like the offense now has weapons, and I think Drake London adds to that. I feel like the defense got some help. Oh, I yeah. I thought the Falcons had their best day one, day two draft in a long time. Uh, we'll get to day three in a minute, but, uh, Jam, I really thought the new, I guess, second-year team to put together a a great draft on day one, day two. Absolutely, without a doubt. This is by far, this is the uh, post-Dimitrov draft, right? So yeah. we we actually made some progress, and I feel like the players that we have are going to actually have an impact. Um, if not immediately, I'd say, you know, once they get to shape and form and figuring out the game and, you know, the speed of the NFL. But unlike, you know, having a Dimitrov and draft, because, I mean, you look at the players he's drafted, some of them aren't even in the league anymore, you know? And this is, yeah. you know, four or five years ago. But I think they did an amazing job. I was very I was very excited. I actually was I, I was excited about this draft. And that had ended up me uh, getting the bet of about not having to be on social media. So because um, how we actually had to do a disclaimer, had to make a disclaimer and make sure that me being on here wasn't going to be any kind of violation. So uh, September 11th is my first day. All right. All right. Well, we're not on social media right now. We're streaming the podcast. On the Becca, on the network. That's all we're doing. Hey, could I add something real quick to uh, what Jemon just said about the yeah. Dan and Thomas Dimitrov drafts and all that? I think those two was afraid to actually tell the other one, hey, we don't need this player. I think they were such buddy-buddy system that they was like, if, if uh, Quinn wanted somebody and Dimitrov yeah. didn't think him, he'd just go ahead and get them anyway, vice versa. Yeah. Hey, I think uh, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, if they don't want somebody, they're going to tell the other one, hey, we don't need that person. Yeah. I, and and to me, that's better teamwork than just agreeing and going along with what the other one wants. I, I think that's a good point. Um, all right. I want to get these last three picks and try to limit our okay. time here. I want to – though after the first two days, those are great points. The only thing that I said after two days – is we still need a dog that you can turn around and hand the football to on third and one. And we got it. And I yeah. think I think we may have got 
something that was missing to this offense. Five foot ten, two hundred thirty-four pounds, pure running back. What Mike Davis was supposed to be last year: big thighs, big shoulders, big hips. We've got a guy in Tyler Algiers who played at a high level, and I heard it said in the draft, this is a guy when running backs were valued higher that would have been a second-round pick a decade ago. This guy could, if there's anybody that could come in and just shock the world, I think it's this guy. I love Tyler Algiers, and I was so excited. Jamon, what do you think of that backfield? And you move Tyler Algiers into it. I'm just looking on Fan Fanatics right now for a shirt. That's what I'm looking on. I'm excited about it. Like, I, I, I'm ecstatic about it. It was. I think it was a great pick. I think he was very well slept on. Um, I don't know necessarily. Uh, and, again, now I will say, obviously, you know, you can have a great running back, but if you don't have the line and be able to block to get past that threshold, um, then, you know, it might not work out. But I, I'm excited. I was I was ecstatic. I haven't, like, I haven't watched much film about him. Uh, when I did, obviously, when we picked him, I went through a lot of stuff. And, you know, I was like a kid in a candy store. Um, I think that we got to – I think we got to – we got one in on that one. Um, but, again, like I said, like how we said, it's one of them things to where Terry Fano and Arthur Smith sat down and said, hey, this is what we need. This is what we want. I don't want this. Well, I, you, I want this. Well, we don't need this. Let's mesh together and make it work for us as a whole. You know, forget about what what you want or what I want specifically. Let's see what we, the, what the team needs itself for us to reap to actually build. Because if you look at it, you know, guys, man, we got receiver, we got edge rushers, we got running backs, we got linebackers, outside linebackers, like so, and 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 a um, a guard as well. I know you'll get to that. So I'm just excited about it. I'm I, I'm just I'm trying to get it too happy right now because it's only May, but um, I'm just ecstatic about it. Like I I really am. I think. That was a really good pick, um, and I feel like honestly, um, we stole him from a couple of teams that were expecting him still to be there. Yeah, yeah. Is this? I'll ask that at the end of it. Well, Howie Tyler Algiers, uh, give me your thoughts because I mean that was maybe my favorite pick of the whole draft. Um, do you have anything else to say about him before I bust your bubble again by telling him telling you that we signed him today as well? Uh, no, I didn't know that one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking at something right here. Let me read it real quick to you. It says, as a runner, this toughness shows up in his yards after contact with 70.9% of his total rushing yards coming after initial contact. He needs Is that, that 79%? 70.9% of his yards after contact. He will need that plan behind the Atlanta Falcons offensive line. Oh, you yeah, you, listen, I'm glad you said it. Y'all hear that. How he said it, not me, but I, I agree, though. Definitely. All right. Now, after listening to you, Georgia fans. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I think I still hear the roar of the crowd from the championship game. Uh, oh, that was just a bus. That was just a bus. It was a, a bus <laughs> is headed to Alabama. Uh, <laughs> The Falcons go back-to-back Georgia Bulldogs. First of all, uh, Justin Schaefer is a great pick. Yeah. Big, big lineman. Uh, a surprise he was there that late. I really was. I, I mean, I think sometimes when a team is that loaded, like Georgia was, good football players get mixed, missed. Because, I mean, what did they have go? Like 11 players in the first yeah. four rounds? Yeah. 
Schaefer goes to the Falcons, and I think he's instant competition to win a starting job up front. What do you think, Jay? Uh, I, honestly, I believe he's going to start. Uh, um, he's, you know, again, like how we said, we there's a lot to be worked on on that offensive line still. But I honestly believe that he's going to give a run for the money when it comes to minicamp and then when it comes to preseason um, and running on that side of the ball. Um, he's also able – I've watched him in um, <clears throat> pass block, run block, and then screens and things like that. I, again, agree with you, Randy. I just think that – I was just amazed that, you know, that he sat there for that long. But, again, like you said, when you have a team loaded like Georgia was, you have that many players coming off the board. I don't think they, I don't think teams even knew who to pick or when to pick them. Um, no. But I, I do, I do, I do believe that he's probably going to be a starter. If not, if not the first game within the within the first three games, he'll be a starter. But our guard play last year, I, I've been trying to get some weight up. I'm at three thirty now. <laughs> I've got sixty six screws in my hip, and I'm fifty five years old. And I well, think listen, I, as long as you can give us about a good three minutes, I think we'll be all right. I think I had a shot, Howie. You're in better. Better shape than Bob Whitfield used to be in when in his prime. Uh, hey, hey, don't don't throw off on Bob Whitfield. I still got a Bob Whitfield jersey in there. <laughs> I, I agree with you though. Guard to guard, we were horrible last year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's going to come in and he's going to. I think uh, he could be a starter at day one, actually, because he's just. I mean, he knows what to do. Uh, Georgia's run offense was extremely well, and it was a lot to do with him leading the way. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm reading something right here where he is the first Bulldog selected by the Falcons since 2011. That was DJ Shockley. I remember that one. Uh, Akeem Dent. Akeem Dent. Oh, well, I guess DJ Shockley was before that. All right. I, I, I actually thought it was a good pick, even though it is a dog. Uh but, you know, for the folks that get bent around this, this Atlanta, it, I'm, I'm telling you, if you call Arthur Smith and say, there's someone in Georgia that can help you, up in Athens that can help you, he'd take him. But I thought the next pick also met a need. Now, let's just face it. This tight end wasn't drafted to go catch 80 passes in a game a season. He, he is a – third tackle and rundown. Uh, Atlanta runs a lot of two tight ends. Uh, John Fitzpatrick had seven catches at Georgia, but what he is is a monster blocker at that tight end position. Yeah. And and and, and, and that's, uh, that's you know, we're not going to ask Kyle Pitts to go out there and block uh, Aaron Donald one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. You, you've got to have those guys that's capable of doing it. It's one of the most unheralded um, – positions in football is the blocking tight end jam no i agree um like you said he wasn't there to sit here and catch you know 100 passes a game or be a, a rob uh gronkowski um he's there to pass block and run block and i think that's going to open up a lot i see him doing i, I even see him you know doing you know uh, uh a uh with Kyle Pitts, you know, he, he's one of the guys that I think that uh, with Fitzpatrick can probably slip out of there, do a little block, and then get off and then go catch a pass um, in short yard situations or, or, or situations for us to be able to get and be able to move the ball and move the chains. Um, again, I think his presence makes us more physical because that line is, is really beefed up now. Um, but he's 6'2", he's six right, I believe? Yes. 
Yeah, six two, big, solid, strong guy too. Like he looked like he's been up in Georgia, you know, uh, flipping and tipping cows, man. So again, no, no, no. I he's six seven. He's six seven. Six seven two fifty. Yeah, that's a big. That's so we got we got we got two different draft boards. I got six two two fifty. Yeah, I'm looking at six two. Okay, I'm I'm looking. I'm this is the Atlanta Falcon website, so I don't know. Hold on. Uh oh. Look at this. How he might be wrong for a chance. I don't believe it. It's rare. It's rare. <laughs> yeah, I got him at 6'2", 250. But you know, either way, um, again, Carlos. Yeah, he was yeah. a great. He's a he was a great asset at Georgia. Um, that opened up a lot, especially when in the run game. Um, so again, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I, it makes us more physical. I like I like the nitty gritty part of being physical and being able to down to get in the trenches and at least. Like you said, not going out there and having to block these superstars, but even just being a little chip off the shoulder and going out there and catching the pass <clears throat> or even taking a double team away off of um, off Kyle Pitts. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, we got about five more minutes. We're going to get out of here. First of all, I just want to thank Jam. We, we'll try to get Jam on a, a lot after September 11th. We, we'll, we'll clear his social media, social media standing – uh, before we do anything, uh, but Jam, we'll, when we get into the season, we're gonna lean on you a little bit for some game feedback when you have time, of course. Oh, please, uh, absolutely. I'll have all. I'll, listen, <laughs> where I'm at now, I'm I'm I'm, I'm building everything up now because every Sunday I will be there. I can promise you that. So um, either way, we definitely could do that. Definitely have game feedback. I definitely appreciate you guys. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I've been getting over this sinus infection for the last two days and with work. But again, I just appreciate you guys' patience and being able to uh, still allow me to get on and work with my schedule. Oh. So wouldn't do it without you. Wouldn't do it without you. Now Good listen, day. now listen, that bet that I had on social media, when I win it, beers on me. Beers are on me. Answer my question. What, what's that? I was going to say, once you won that bet, you're going to take care of us with food. Oh, come on, man. You know, that's a rhetorical question. You don't even have to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> you are you already know that. All right, Jam. Does um last comments, anything you want to add, but I I got a question for you. Does this draft does this draft a fixed draft or is it a build draft? Because I felt like I feel like we're still in a rebuild. We need we need that salary cap that we're gonna kill, clear next year. We need to put about two of these drafts together. And we can be back in contention very, very fast. Did you feel that this is a draft that put another draft like this, get on that free agent market? And I mean, I think 24 months, we're back complete for championships. I think it was a building block. I think that it was it was statue for to build and see. Because um, if you look at it really fast, even when, you know, if just say Deshaun Watson would have ended up coming here, we would have had receivers lined up at the door that want to come sign in for free agency. I believe that now with the picks that we did have, um, that now it opens up the door to say, hey, we do have some solid picks. Now we have some people that may or may or may, or may not stay. Uh, but again, I feel like it was mixed. I wouldn't say it was a complete rebuild. You had to plug in pieces at a certain, you had to plug in certain pieces. And that's what they did. And I do believe that they're going to get everything they got out of everybody that they drafted. So, I, again, like I said, I'm excited about it. <clears throat> um, and, again, you know, like I double tap back on Howie again, what he was saying about them two together in the war board room just really did a great job with feeding off each other and seeing what we needed as a whole complete team. 
All right, Howie, same question, same comments. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like uh, J-Mon just read my mind, basically. You know, it's at first I wasn't real sure about it, but then now after reading everything and and looking at the film and everything, I think we probably end up with a great draft this year. And, you know, time will tell, but I think it's going to end up being probably one of the better uh, Falcons drafts in decades. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jam. Anything you want to promote? Where 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 you at right now? Are you working? I'm still I'm still um um general manager over here at uh well we have a Korean barbecue chain so it's called K Pop and McDonald Jonesboro Road so all you can eat um I'm I'm waiting on how when you guys come on down you know I will take care of you guys so we play I got about uh 13 TVs three projectors in there play K pop videos all day so the kids of this era they love it uh, I have no idea what what they say but I mean I, I kind of get into it I know if Gundam <laughs> style comes on that's the only thing I know so. Um, <laughs> right there you go but uh, again guys like I said I just want to appreciate you guys and you know like I said it's been a long time since the dome and I will say well, my favorite place to watch football um, I do miss it but you know I appreciate you guys and can't wait to see you guys again and I'll um I'll touch bases on some people I know up there and see if I can get some passes for uh some uh some on the field passes for uh the uh, practices up there this summer that'd be awesome that'd be awesome I definitely will keep you guys in the loop so what we'll, about we love having you, Jam? Man, you always bring a lot to the show. Howie, your turn. What you got? What What about two fat guys coming and do a podcast there one night? Would you be willing for us to do that? Where at? At the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Just let me know when. Just let me know when, and we can put it together. Absolutely, without a doubt. Absolutely. That's a absolutely. Date. Absolutely. <laughs> for Jay Falcon, aka Jam, aka the Prince of Korean Barbecue, Howie <laughs> Janey, Randall Cunningham. This is your Falcons update. We'll see you soon. All right, guys.